I find that commercial a tad insulting to my intelligence. You know the one? Here's your brain. I've seen a lot of things on drugs, but I have never, ever, ever looked at an egg and thought it was a brain, not once. I have seen UFOs split the sky like a sheet, but I have never looked at an egg and thought it was a brain, not once. I have had seven balls of light come off of a UFO, lead me onto their ship, explain to me telepathically that we are all one and there's no such thing as death. But I've never looked at an egg and thought it was brain. Welcome back to Hoosier Sophisticated. Uh, joining us in the second hour is going to be John Payne. Was that 311? In. Was in I believe that was 311. It was actually them in studio. Yeah. Craig, I want to legalize cannabis in Missouri. I do too. And I want to start, I especially want to start the conversation with medicine. We got, we're going to get some answers. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we are. In the next few minutes. Uh, I do want to kind of just go back to that uh, that interview for a second. Like, okay, that right there is how you're going to win people. Is, oh, yeah. is learning how to communicate, like Gary Nestor just said. Stop throwing. Stop trying to win arguments with people that you can find ways to love them. Find stop common finding ways ground. to fight them. You know, that's what. It's stop all killing about. ideas. We got John on the phone. Oh, boy. and I am excited about this. John Payne, how are you, sir? Good. Good to be here. Thanks, John man. Payne of New Approach, Missouri. Um, we got enough signatures for the ballot. Is that right? Yeah, uh, we actually turned in uh, over three hundred and seventy-two thousand signatures. Uh, now, the the legal requirement uh, is about one hundred and seventy thousand valid signatures. Yep. Uh, you know, not not every signature that we turn in is going to be valid, but we, you know, obviously we have. Uh, a very comfortable buffer uh, in uh, with all the signatures because we have over over double the number number required, uh, and so yeah, we feel very good about it. Uh, we also validated the signatures as we went along, uh, so we know that we have a uh, a good buffer in each of the six congressional districts uh, that we sought to qualify. Fantastic, John. Uh, we're going to dig into this a little bit more and hopefully have you answer some questions. But first, just kind of what brought you to this movement and 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 where did you find your passion for this? Uh, I mean, I, I've really just kind of come from a, uh, a sort of libertarian background, uh, so I don't like the government telling people what to do unless there's a really good reason for it. Uh, and you know, this is an issue. Uh, this is actually an interesting issue in that it kind of uh, transcends partisan lines. Uh, not just here in Missouri, but uh, nationwide, uh, because, you know, there's obviously a lot of support, uh, probably more support on it uh, for it on the left uh, among liberals and progressives who see this as, you know, kind of a, a human rights issue. Uh, but there's also a lot of support, uh, maybe not quite as much, but still a solid level of support on the right uh, from people who think that it's, you know, this is gov- big government uh, telling, uh, getting involved in our private medical decisions and uh, trying to run our lives. And I think both those points of view are correct. Uh, and so, you know, for me, it was uh, uh, just kind of an obvious issue where, uh, uh, you know, this is something that we're, we're, we are paying our tax dollars to have the government do something that is just downright evil, and that is preventing sick people from getting access to their medicine. That is exactly right. And now when you, I guess, came together with uh, the new approach board and put this bill together, correct? Uh, Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't just us. We had, uh, you know, there was a lot of people that we worked with 
in crafting the language, uh, a lot of different advocacy groups and individuals who uh, had input on it. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't say exactly how many people oh, yeah. uh, were in the, the review process, but it was it was in the dozens, certainly, uh, the people that gave input. And, you know, obviously not everyone uh, got their way on every single point. I didn't get my way on every single point, uh, but we worked very hard to make it something that uh, everyone that was involved in the process could support. Oh, that's compromise, baby, and that's what it's all about. That's what we're going to need here to, to get this initiative to pass. Now, did you model the plan after any other state's uh, legalization process? Uh, we did look at a lot of other states and took bits and pieces here and there, but probably the biggest source of influence uh, was from Colorado's laws, medical marijuana laws, uh, prior uh, from about 2010 on. Uh, so uh, Colorado passed their medical marijuana initiative back in, I believe, 2002. Uh, and at that time, though, they didn't really, uh, you know, foresee uh, having dispensaries, cultivation centers that were, you know, engaged in commerce on this. And that kind of just kind of sprang up as a gray market. Uh, and so eventually the Colorado legislature said, okay, we need to do something about this. We need to actually regulate this industry that started to form. And so we took a lot of the rules and regulations that are in the amendment uh, for that industry uh, directly from what they passed in 2010. Uh, and, you know, that's been a, a pretty successful model. People in the state liked it. Uh, and we think it's a, a good uh, a good basis for moving forward here in Missouri. Oh, yeah. The, no, we just got back recently from a trip to Colorado to ICR uh, with Project for 22, Blake Bell. And they said some of the problems they were running into, even in Colorado, because, you know, coming from Missouri to, to Colorado, you think, oh, man, they got it all figured out. <clears throat> well, then you don't realize that there are still miniature problems inside of, uh, you know, this multi-million, maybe billion-dollar industry across the country. But they said their problems were, and the veterans were really uh, vocal about these, is that the correct labeling and dosage, and when they tested their cannabis in Colorado, they said they could test it once, and it would be the testing for the whole year. That's how you could put on your labels for the rest of the year. Does Missouri have anything going to where we can kind of take these ideas and then take them one step farther? So we do, uh, you know, require that uh, the cannabis is going to be tested by an independent laboratory, uh, and it's going to have to say, you know, exactly uh, what the the chemical makeup as far as what amount of THC and CBD is in there. Uh, so it is uh, that all that sort of stuff is going to be required. Uh, now, there's a lot of this is still going to be filled in after the amendment passes because gotcha. uh, a lot of what is uh, done in all of these states is done through the regulatory process. Uh, and, you know, I kind of think of the amendment uh, uh, like the superstructure of a uh, of a skyscraper. It is, uh, you know, it's, it's the steel, steel girders that everything else is built on. Uh, and so you can put a lot of other stuff inside that. Uh, but you can't build anything outside of it. Uh, so the amendment tells you, gotcha. you know, what, what, where and what you can build, uh, but it still leaves a fair amount of discretion uh, as to what all goes in there. So, yeah, the, the regulatory process uh, can allow for, uh, you know, even, even stricter uh, uh, labeling rules awesome. uh, than other states, uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot that will be worked out uh, moving forward. Uh, but essentially what the amendment boils down to is it you know, provides a right in the Missouri Constitution for patients 
uh, uh, who have a debilitating medical condition to access medical cannabis under the supervision of their doctors, and it creates a uh, system of production and distribution for that medical cannabis. Beautiful. And that, you know, I mean, that's with any law that's passed. You, you can never account yeah. for the unintended consequences of any for kind sure. of legislation that goes through. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, John, I spent uh, about half of my life living in southwest Missouri and a fairly high-profile character down there, um, uh, a surgeon and a lawyer, uh, Brad Bradshaw, also uh, um, put forth an amendment, I guess, turned it in as well. Um, I don't know much about the amendment, but I do know a lot about New Approach, and I'm, I'm on board with New Approach. My question is, is if both of these go onto the ballot, does one supersede the other? Do they cancel each other out? Is there is it is it um, in our best interest to tell people, hey, vote for – obviously vote for the New Approach initiative, but to be safe, vote for both, or do they do they contradict one another? Can you kind of expound on that a little bit? Sure. So what the process is like if there are uh, two – ballot measures on the same subject on the same ballot uh people can vote for both of them they can vote for neither of them they can vote for one or vote and not the other whatever combination they want uh and what would happen if both amendments pass is that whomever gets the highest total number of affirmative votes not necessarily the highest percentage but the highest actual uh, affirmative vote total, uh, that one is, becomes con- the controlling law. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the other one is completely obliterated, but it does mean that it's uh, uh, anything that contradicts uh, that the law that controls is null and void. Uh, and so, you know, that's uh, obviously we prefer our language, uh, and we are going to be the first one on the ballot uh, because we submitted our signatures before uh brad bradshaw submitted his uh and so that puts us in the uh that puts our amendment ahead of his on the ballot uh and so you know we're we're definitely uh want to make sure people vote for ours uh you know we're not necessarily saying to people not to vote for the other other one but oh no that's uh, what you're supposed to be uh, doing john you're supposed to be running commercials (laughs) saying don't sign or vote for anything else don't you know that Yeah, I mean, that would be, some people would take that approach. Uh, we're, we're, we, we think that, you know, uh, when all is said and done, ours is going to be the more popular one because of the good stuff that's in it, and we don't have to run anybody else down. Damn right. And you know what? We take the high road, and on that high road, we have truckloads of signatures. So uh, <laughs> let's look at that new approach, Missouri yep. Valley guys, and make sure that we get on board with it. All right, now there's a tax uh, a tax that goes to veterans in the bill. We love it. What uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So there is a four percent tax. You know, we wanted to keep the tax relatively yeah, low. Super low. Uh, and in fact, you know, there was a uh, some people have actually criticized it as being like, why is there a tax at all? And I can understand where that's coming from because it's a it's a medical product, and yeah. we don't tax most medical products in Missouri. Uh, but the fact is, is that you have to have a way to regulate the program, first and foremost. Uh, and if this isn't self-funding, then the legislature can basically say, well, they're, you know, we're not going to appropriate money to get this program going. Uh, and so it doesn't, it doesn't ever happen. Uh, and so, you know, we wanted to make sure that there was uh, enough money to regulate the program itself. And so that's where the first dollars go to that. And then the, the money that is in excess of that, uh, which is about $10 million, uh, that will go to Missouri uh, Veterans Services through the Missouri Veterans Commission. Uh, so that uh, and it's a, a wide range of things that they can do. They can provide health care services. They can uh, try to uh, prevent veterans homelessness. All those sorts of services that 
you know, we don't, uh, we don't, we do a very good job in this country of sending uh, people off to war, but uh, don't necessarily do a great job of helping them when they come home. Heck yeah, man. That's what we're talking about. We got a question on our text lines that uh, asks what conditions are covered. And I know it's uh, cancer, epilepsy, glaucoma, intractable migraines. I mean, you guys got quite a little list here. Do you want to go any more in depth? Or, I mean, is it it's a pretty extensive yeah. list? So. It, it is a, a pretty extensive list. And we, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we included by name, but uh, there's also some uh, provisions in there that include things that aren't, you know, there's no way you can list every single. Yep. Uh, disorder that could be helped by medical cannabis. And so there's a few things that are uh, fairly broad and include lots and lots of uh, conditions. Uh, so, for instance, chronic pain is in there, uh, which, you know, there's all sorts of conditions that cause chronic pain. Also, spasticity. Uh, and then there's a, a clause in there that basically says that any condition that in the professional judgment of a physician uh, licensed to practice in Missouri that they believe that can be helped by medical cannabis uh, then they can they can recommend it uh, to that patient. Uh, so that's kind of a catch-all that really leaves the discretion in the hands of the doctors, uh, which is which is where we believe it should be. That's absolutely where it should be. Let the experts, let the people that uh, are, are are taking deliberate notes and know their patients better than anybody, let them make the recommendation for what kind of medicine they need. They've been kind of handcuffed on that issue for a while. So. All right, we got a couple more questions for you, and then we're going to put you in the hot seat, brother. Um, is hemp covered in any of this? Is it a hemp growing, or what, what's the deal with hemp in Missouri right now? So hemp is not really covered by our amendment. However, uh, the Missouri legislature actually did uh, pass a hemp bill this session, uh, and it is uh, going to the governor's desk, uh, and, you know, know. it'll be... Uh, we don't know necessarily when the governor will sign that or even if they'll sign it. We haven't heard any opposition on, uh, from it, on it, but uh, it would passed by veto-proof majorities uh, in both chambers. So, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, there's a, a, a overwhelming chance that this will become law in the very near future and Missouri farmers will be allowed to, to grow hemp uh, and uh, to sell that commercially uh in the in the next few years uh you know there are some challenges that remain at the federal level with hemp uh but i I do think that even there we're going to see some movement that's probably the first place we're going to see movement at the federal level uh because uh mitch mcconnell uh has actually introduced some legislation uh that would uh essentially you know allow hemp to be produced uh in the in the united states and allow states to form their own laws on it uh and yeah, Mitch McConnell obviously has a, has a lot of power to get something passed, and so if he's uh, if he's behind it, then uh, that that bill has a has a great shot. I will save my uh, my. I'll, I'll keep my reservations about my opinions of Mitch McConnell, but I understand why he is uh, doing what he's doing because hemp is an, an immense cash crop in Kentucky, and we luckily oh, yeah. we've got Rand Paul on the other side of Mitch McConnell, who uh, speaks with a little more pragmatic, uh, conservative voice that uh, is also leading that charge. And I feel like uh, Missouri could. That's going to be a huge economic boon. What does this What does this do about uh, like medicine for kids? Is there are there provisions in there? Do you have to? Can you be a minor? What What about that, John? Yes. Uh, so minors can access medical cannabis, uh, but their their caregiver has to be uh, one of their parents or guardians, uh, and so that that ha- it has to be administered uh, by that parent or guardian uh, in order for them to have access to it. So it's uh, a minor can 
can be a medical cannabis patient, but not without the consent of their their parent. Uh, so that's essentially how the uh, how we make sure that it's not you know being abused or something there. Uh, but it's always kind of strange when uh, there there have been some laws introduced where they say, well, we're going to allow people to use medical cannabis, but not minors. But that that's we don't do that with medical products. Yep. Uh, you know, if someone needs it medically, and there's a lot of kids, you know, especially with uh, epilepsy, uh, kids that are born with really uh, bad epilepsy problems that uh, are there from birth. Uh, and they they can't they can't wait till they're eighteen uh, to get access yep. to the medicine. That they may not be here if they uh, don't have that option. Uh, so you know we knew it was important that we provided uh, a way for them to have access. Oh man, I feel like John Payne is like someone. If I would have like applied myself, it would have been. You could have been John Payne. Yeah, 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 John don't, Payne. Don't. I love what you're saying, man. It's crazy. Don't you ready yourself. to be put into the hot seat, sir? Sure. All right, just rattle off questions as quick as they come. These are stupid questions we all came up with before one of the shows. But, but we are put... keeping score. You're the yes. second person to do this, and you will be judged. All right, there's an animal royal rumble. All the animals in the world are put into one, like, coliseum-like deal. What animal comes out on top? Does the coliseum have any water in it? It does have a small patch of water. <laughs> Uh, killer whale. Killer whale. I love it. All right. You can quantum leap and live in any time period you want. Uh, cowboy time, like before cavemen, even in the future. What time period do you jump to? Oh, this is going to be a weird answer, but probably like 1970 U.S. Oh, hell yeah. No, that's not weird at all around here, brother. We're right there with you. All right. You have to. You have to punch someone in the face. Throughout history, anyone, you get one good shot. Who, who takes it? Oh, anyone throughout history. That is, uh, that's broad. Yep, anyone. Uh, go with Lennon. Uh, not John Lennon, but Vladimir Lennon. Yes! <laughs> nice. Fantastic. We have, so far, we've got two total fascists getting punched in the face. John, what's your go-to album you can listen to anytime? Uh... Key for the Tiller Man by Cat Stevens. Oh, hell yeah. Beautiful. How about a movie that's made you cry or still makes you cry? Uh, going to be a corny answer, but I will go with American Beauty. Oh, nice. that's a great one. All right. How about favorite fictional character across all media spectrums? Favorite fictional character? Oh, that's that's uh, tough. Uh, I mean, it's not entirely fictional, uh, but uh, I would I would go actually. It, it's it's a real person, but basically fictionalized. But you know, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's uh, alter ego of uh, Raoul Duke and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're best friends. <laughs> awesome, John. This is a uh, Seth Gabriel, self-proclaimed best producer in radio in St. Louis radio. How you doing? All right, um, good. We got a. I got a few more questions for you. Does pineapple go on pizza? Yeah, it does. Oh, fantastic! Yep. <laughs> also, uh, who's your first celebrity crush? Uh, let's see, uh, Ryan Felipe. <laughs> nice. That's a great answer. All right, and what's that song you listen to? You're kind of embarrassed about. You won't admit you like it, but when no one's around, you you, you love to hear it. All right, so uh, when I was on my senior trip in Panama City, this song was huge. I don't really like this band, but it was uh, it was everywhere, and it makes me very nostalgic for that time. But uh, it's been a while by Stained. 
<laughs> you are Craig's I, best friend. Uh, you really are. It's, he's just falling in love right now. He fell in love with Austin Peterson last week. Now he's doing this this week. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm hey. going to make a, a libertarian utopia. <laughs> And John and Austin are on the boat, and you're not there yet, man. I'm not there yet. Hey, John, thank you so much. I guess we can uh, – what are some things we can do to help out the uh, the initiative here? Uh, so I recommend people go to our website, newapproachmissouri.com, and also check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, and, uh, you know, we send a lot, out a lot of updates there. Uh, we also, uh, if you join our email list uh, through the website, we send out a, an update about once a week uh, so people can follow along with our progress and uh, learn more about how to get involved. Oh, John, thank you so much. It's mucho appreciated, and uh, well, have a good night, brother. Thanks, John. Yep. Thank you, guys. See you. Take care. Bye. That was awesome, man. Yeah, great hot seat answers, I think. Great think, hot I think he's seat edging answer. out Hawkman so far. I think I'm freaking blushing. I mean, the, the, you definitely are, but it's like all over your face. Are you feeling all right? Uh, I'm flush. I'm all verklempt. No, killer whale. See, we talked about it before the show. If we were going to put a section of water in there, he nailed it. He asked. That's exactly the question that I asked first. Now, I don't know that a patch is going to keep a killer whale alive. Well, it's a patch big enough for a killer whale. Oh, that's true. Wow. That was inter- get pissed. What do you think, Roman? How do you think that interview went? I think it went well. I forgot to ask your question, though. How about the home grow? I think it's in the initiative, though. But that initiative sounds good. I mean, it's a 15% tax with the Bradshaw initiative. And, I mean, it's supposed to be going towards know. good things. Listen, I've been close enough. We, we've been involved enough in, in just seeing how how it went through the last time and how it went down and falling like 23 signatures shy. 23 signatures like Michael G. Oden. Go back and recount them. That's within. That's within the. Go walk outside and get twenty three more. Yeah, <laughs> right now I could go. I'll get you twenty three in an hour. We you should have twenty three signatures. We should have legalized medicine right now. We should. It's kind so of seeing how close it got and and meeting meeting John uh, last year. We met him at a, at a fundraiser for it. all these people that are behind it. These are these are smart, measured people. Oh, we got a text in here from the South County Sea Stretcher. Hey, bozos! Honey Badger wins every time. It's go to fighting movies to attack his opponents. <laughs> Scrotum with its claws. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. He's so, not wrong, and he's used a scientific term, so we can read it. That's, I mean, that's a that's a studied uh, radio listener right there. That's a, that's a, a fun badger. fact. Are we? We'll give our answers on a podcast, I guess, sometime. Like really tease people because yeah, you just can, just give them Johns for me. Yeah, you can you can find our podcast on HoosierSophisticate.com, and you can also find some awesome swag <laughs> not yet you can't but you, you will can. be able to soon you can't now yeah you but can you now. will be, I'll be all to. over tonight for you though this show doesn't air for another uh week or two i think <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's uh let's talk about um i don't know what do you want to talk about <laughs> that was awesome i saw you were going somewhere you're like Come well, on, I, was, I i, I hey. saw i saw a text and i kind of you know I yeah that to south bail. county I, I heard it do you know what the c stands for yeah, it's, yeah i do it, no, it's it's not. It's I, con- no, I know, I know. Okay, I don't yeah. know. Can we not say It's like that? an apartment. A prophylactic? Well, <laughs> what do you mean? Condom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I guess that answers my question. Yeah, that's what it's called. South County Condom Stretcher? Can we say that? Pitbull shirt. We um, missed that text. We should have asked him while he was in here, but will New Approach be holding any events to spread the knowledge on cannabis? Are there any upcoming events? We will post anything that we know of that comes up. We'll post them on the Hoosier Sophisticate page. Follow along. Definitely go on Facebook. Check out New Approach Missouri. Follow them. Yeah. And if anyone uh, is interested in maybe doing a Missouri conference, 
maybe before the vote. I know Project for 22 and Blake Bell was talking about it. If anyone would like to get involved with that, please contact Hoosier Sophisticate. Contact Stephen George Elgin. I'm one of those guys on Facebook using all three of my names. I use my middle initial. Yeah, I know you're that guy. Yeah. Or that guy. Or that but I've guy. always signed with my middle initial. That's all right. Um, but yeah, get at us. We'll have a conference here in Missouri, and we'll spread knowledge so hard and wide that you won't even be able to take it. You'll be walking weird for weeks. <laughs> That's aggressive. Right. You want to go? You take us to break this time, Craig. <laughs> Coming up uh, after the break, we're going to keep on laying all kinds of great knowledge on you here on WGNU nine twenty. Uh, we'll see you after the break. Hey everybody, it's Chris Denman. Be sure to join myself, Travis Terrell, and the cast of thousands on St. Louis Live, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. right here on 920 a.m. WGNU, and stream it online at weareliveradio.com. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited across the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Garden Street? Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the school steps, we hugged goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. One theft every six and a half minutes. 156 thefts every day. Here's a shout-out to the more than 57,000 drivers who admittedly made it easy for the thieves last year. 57,000 who left the keys in their vehicle and had it stolen. Lock it before you leave it. Don't make it easy for the thief. If you know something about vehicle theft or insurance fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. You know, honey, I think I deserve some kind of reward. Here, have a pickle. Thanks. I've grown up. I did find us the perfect house. Have another pickle. Thank you. But remember, then I found out how much our house was going to cost. Mm, yeah, but then I found us the perfect mortgage. Got any more of these? Sure, help yourself. Mm. But then I found out our perfect house had radon. The stuff you can't see, smell, or taste. And it's radioactive. And it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. <sighs> Some dream house. Yeah. I need two pickles. Mm, true. Mm, but then I found a phone number to call 1-800-SOS-RADON where you can get all the information you need to test and fix a home with a radon problem. You did. Yeah, and then I found out we were going to have a baby. So, you know, your study, it'd be a perfect room for my mother. Right. Now I need a phone number to fix a home with a mother-in-law problem. Hey. I'm in a pickle. Did you say baby? Do we have any ice cream? Protect your family from radon. Make your home safer. Call 1-800-SOS-RADON. 1-800-SOS-RADON. Sports and entertainment. Business and politics. Health and wellness, all on WGNU, the talk of St. Louis. I don't deal with jails. Don't deal with jails, and I don't deal with police. My house got robbed in New York. I didn't even call the police. I wanted to, but I couldn't. My crib is too nice. It's not that it's too nice, but it's too nice for me. 
You know how the police are in New York. As soon as I open the door, they'll be like, oh, he's still here. Open and shut case, Johnson. Apparently, this black guy broke in and hung up pictures of his family everywhere. Welcome back to Hoosier Sophisticate here on 920 AM, WGNU 920AM.com. I'm Craig. That's Steve over there with his little guitar strapped up. You're so much better than me at that. God, it kills me. Some of us were just born to do things, you know. We got a caller on the line. I have a feeling I know who it is, and I don't really care to talk to him. We're just going to go ahead and take his call right now. Brian, what's happening? What's up, boys? How are you tonight? That's the guy we were talking about earlier, Brian Kessler. It's, It's Brian Kessler, right? Brian yeah, it is. Okay, good. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, uh, before we start talking, I just want to warn you that uh, I am at the uh, firehouse tonight, so if I get a call, I will have to uh, take that, so I can't put emergencies on hold for you. Yeah, yeah, we get it. You're a big hero. Tell the world, Brian, whatever. You're and I think this I show is a little bit more important than the fire in someone's I know. I tried to, hey, tried to talk to the chief today. He wouldn't let it happen, so... All right. Hey, man, we mentioned something about you got for uh, Hope for Adley. Can you fill us in, please, a little bit more on what's going on with that so the people can get involved and help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and once again, thank you guys for uh, getting the message out on this. So um, for the last couple of years, uh, Craig, you, um, you know, Steve, you've helped out with uh, the washer tournament that we've uh, thrown for people. Um, every year we do this. We get a bunch of teams Try to get about 64 teams out there playing washers, raise some money, uh, help out people that are in need. Uh, this year, we have a uh, we have a little girl, a little three year old, beautiful little girl, Adley, and um, man, it's it's just a uh, heart wrenching story. Uh, like I said, three years old, and uh, she was diagnosed with a uh, inoperable brain tumor. And um, I met with uh, her and her mom the other day. We went over to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, just, you know, let her uh, run around the whole entire time and just have a great time. And I sat down and talked with mom, um, just trying to see what uh, what they need from us and uh, to see how we can help out. And uh, got a pretty good idea of it. So we're, uh, we're running this tournament September 1st at uh, Blow School over there, uh, pretty close to Highway 55 and uh, Loughborough. That's the field and, that Steve uh, built. They call it that, that field, the field that uh, Steve built. I grew up on Blow Ave- right by Blow Avenue. But I'm going. sure you did grow up there. I know, right. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, like, every year and, uh, you know, just raising money for these people so we can uh, make things comfortable for them uh, while they're going through uh, probably the hardest thing that anybody can ever go through. So, um, you know, just like to try to get back to them and, and, and make it just a tad bit easier for them if we can. Oh, hell, yeah. Um, That's what it's all about, man. Give us the date on that one more time. That is uh, September 1st. It is at uh, Blow School on the uh, south side of St. Louis. Oh, so yeah. uh, that day we will uh, we'll start registration that day at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, hoping everybody gets there early. We'd like to start it off somewhere around uh, 11 or, or, or noon. And uh, it's a big tournament, so we need to get everybody there early. Uh, the last couple of years we've made it up to like 60 teams and and raised a bunch of money for this. You know, we're looking for uh, big donations from people as well. Um, as I spoke to you about earlier, Steve, um, you know, one of the uh, one of the things that we spoke about at, at 
the lunch that we went to um, is uh, just a big weight that could be taken off of her shoulders right now with some home improvements that she has. Yep. So, um, you know, a lot of people kind of may think it's weird for requests like that, but, you know, anything that anything we can do to lift the burden, uh, you know, just those small things like that makes a huge difference yep. in somebody's life. 100%, man. So. It's like the power of the draft.org. Stick your neck out for somebody. That's exactly what you live all the time, man. And we really appreciate you bringing this to us because this is what we want to do. This is what it's all about. I wish I could do this all day, every day. The way you day. fix the world is you fix your community. Be stewards of your community. You know what I'm saying, Brad? Yeah, I grew up right across right. the street from this guy's grandparents, man. I know we crossed paths when I was a kid. I was probably just rolling all over him in the street playing flag <laughs> Absolutely, but the day. But the good thing is, is that you can do it every day of your life because it's not just doing a tournament like this. It's like you talked about earlier, man. It's the ripple effect. So it's you know do something nice for somebody. You never know what somebody else is going through on the other side. So you know Damn if you right. just make an impact on somebody's life, man, it can mean a world of difference to them. Brian, you are you are uh, gem. You're a gem, babe. I'll tell you why. You know, I, I, I grew up. You're an acquired taste. You are an acquired taste as a human being. I've come to. I, I, I like. I like to think of myself as a sommelier of of Hoosiers on the South Side, and I have grown to like your vintage. So. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and I think a lot of uh, what I do these days is, uh, you know, trying to trying to give back because maybe I've taken away in the uh, in the past from people. So, I'm right there with you. I'm still picking wedgies out that you gave me when I was like nine years old. I'm still grabbing. Hey, I'm 34, and I'm I'm digging. Yep, I was the king of those, and had a couple swirlies probably while you were down there. So there's no, you would have blown your back off if you tried to pick my pudgy little self up. <laughs> yeah, there's many of us. <laughs> hey, Brian, Brian, we love you, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. Shoot me, our, we, I got the Facebook information. We'll put it off on our uh, Facebook page. We'll spread it as far and wide as we can, man. Thanks for calling in, brother. Be All safe right, out there. Heavy's army, everybody. All right, thank you. Thanks, buddy. We like movies. So do you. You like internet. So do we. Streaming picks of the week. Yeah! It's the streaming picks of the week. Okay! It's the streaming picks of the week. We like the internet too. It's back. The song is back. All of our old school fans know right where that was. That's a callback to the good old days of of, of the show that shall not be named. That yeah. shan't. The Voldemort. Yeah. The show that yeah. shan't be named. Yeah. Hey, we got some streaming picks. Everybody loves our streaming picks. People call me and they're like, what are you streaming, Steve? It, it really is uh, pretty interesting that that's the only value that we're bringing to only. your life so far. That's like All these people are like, yes. yeah, the rest of that show was great, but what are you watching on yeah. the internet? I know. We're watching right? lots of stuff. And it was uh, Plowboy, actually, that uh, well, he usually... Well, he was always the unspoken MVP. Like, he, he'd come out with just the, the ones out of left field, and I'd go home and watch it, and I'd be like... I know. Plowboy's like a savant of streaming picks. And you had to dig deep on Netflix to even find them. Oh, you, had to, you them. had to go through the... Find the alt codes to type into the domain bar. Like, you you had to look up, like, deep. Korean Netflix to get these things. And, yeah, Deep Real Space deep. Nine. <laughs> um, What'd you watch this week? Oh, I watched a... I watched a fantastic one, Evil Genius. It has caught my eye, and I have not watched it yet. Seems like it's a little dark. It's, it's, oh my God, it's real dark. Like, it starts the first five minutes, ten minutes, will absolutely blow you away. 
sir, because it's a bank robbery, a guy who has a bomb strapped around his neck, and only moments before this thing could possibly go off. You should start reading movie trailers. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty that good. That was pretty good. But yeah, Evil Genius, check it out. It'll. I Somebody just for- came in, documentary about the pizza bomber. Yes, the pizza bomber from the 636. Thank you. Um, so that's what I watched. Uh, even my wife was into it. Like, and you know, it's hard to find things because I'm so stupid with the stuff I watch. We watch Thor, and she's like, "Okay, buddy, you can watch that dude and touch yourself in the corner. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I don't want to be a part of it, but it's fine." Um, but it was a movie. It was a series that kept. How, how many? What, like six episodes, something like that. I want to say four. I want to say four. It's not much, not too much, not too crazy, not like an Ozark okay. or something. Okay. What'd you watch this week, buddy? Are you talking to Roman? No, I was talking to you. Oh, okay. We're gonna good. talk to the intern around here. Okay, great. But he is gonna give us one, right? Uh, All right. Good. We're gonna we're gonna let him wrap it up. I um I watched Ram Das going home. Oh man, I couldn't. And. It builds nicely on Dying to Know, which is you know the basically the the interview that they recorded with Timothy Leary and Ram Dass as Timothy Leary was dying, you know, no. in his final days. Oh, you gotta watch Dying to Know, and and that's basically, you know, these guys are obviously psychedelic thinkers. Timothy Leary is a uh, a well respect. Well, I don't, he was a huge name in psychiatry. Huge written written books. Uh, Harvard. Uh, well, both of them are Harvard Harvard professors. What was um, Ram Dass's real name? Richard Alpert. Richard Alpert, thank you. So, uh, you know, Ram Dass suffered a stroke several years ago, and uh, and it, it just shows him in his home, uh, kind of his routine as he's contemplating his final days here on Earth, and he's doing it with such grace. And this is going to sound really stupid, and in no way am I, am I trying to put uh, uh, this on the same level, but that little bout I had with Bell's Palsy a couple, <laughs> a couple of uh, you know, months ago. Hilarious, dude. Just losing, just you know, function in half of my face made me so empathetic to to stroke victims and things like that because everything <laughs> you're, you're still functioning. Really? really, that's funny to you. Seth's in there working. He has no idea either. what I'm even talking about. He's, he's in there laughing. Stroke victims. <laughs> stroke that's victims hilarious. Butthead laugh. Jesus Lord. Okay. Well, we'll move on. So yeah, uh, to see you can when you look in his eyes, you can see that his brain is still operating at that br- at the brilliant levels that he always had. But he can't articulate, or it takes him a very long time to articulate these thoughts. And yeah, he talks about that a little bit in, in other documentaries about you know just come around that. But it was just it was refreshing, man, because I know how frustrating it is when your when your brain's telling you to do yep. one thing and your body's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, right. You can't do that anymore. Those nerve those nerve centers don't fire anymore. Yeah, your face it's just crappy now. So um, it was a it was it was kind of a lovely story, and it's not the the, the the central tenet of this whole thing is is dying with grace and embracing death as the as the as the beginning that it is. You know, I mean, this this cyclical nature that we live in, and. Uh, and he, he being one of the great uh, spiritual thinkers and, and philosophers of our time, yeah. um, it's just, it was just it's it's humbling. I didn't, you know? couldn't handle. I it's humbling. It's uh, it. you know, and and you just kind of see it happening. Does it's it make you feel happy or sad though? Watching it, I think it just made me feel content, at peace. 
And really? I, and I think that, you know, that's something that's come to me through you know, different journeys, spiritual journeys that I've taken. My, my, my view of death has, has evolved. Watching my dad die was, was a psychedelic experience in and of itself and gave me a lot of, um, you know, gives me pause to, to how we think about death in our society. And, and, uh, and now I, I'm, I'm, I'm 34. I got a lot of life to live. But I don't. It, it's mm. not a crippling fear for me. Death mm. is not. You know, I now when I think about it, it certainly isn't from a selfish level. I think about my, you know, my kids and my, you know, the love of my life and, you know, all, you know, and, and and what I would be leaving behind. But it's you know from from a just a me standpoint. I mean, I'm I'm cosmic dust, man. I'm 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 ready to keep on floating floating through the ether. You know. Beautiful, Roman. Um. Well, I really don't get to watch much Netflix, but I did happen to catch um, a Netflix series called Disjointed. Um, it's all about the medical cannabis, and it's about a dispensary. And of course, who doesn't love Kathy Bates? It's pretty, uh, that's a great question. You know, actually, who doesn't love Kathy that's Bates? Uh, that's actually communist. That's a funny, funny question that you ask because uh, me. Aww. Shut up! How do you not we like her? Friend. I'm going to tell you why. I love Disjointed. I love I, I love Disjointed, and I think it's 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 funny. It's great. It's a throwback to the. I love what Netflix is doing with sitcoms in general, where they feel like these '90s TGI yes. sitcoms. Right, right. Kathy Bates. I'm sure she's a fine human being, but the very first thing I ever saw her in was Misery. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that ruined it for you. And I was young. I was yeah. just a young little kid. Yeah. And for the longest time, every she's time good. I saw her face, I was like, Oh, she's gonna. Now, if I was to say what part of the snake that is, I would have to say it is his knee. When she's in the water boy. She, she's been in a yes. lot of good movies. Yes. That's a no, good movie. She's, she's great. I'm just, but but for the longest time, like I had like a block in my brain when I saw her. I was terrified because of what she did to James Con. Oh, that was a bad. And that came out when we were pretty young. Oh, really young? Yeah, I, mean, I, saw, was, I saw it when I was way too young. The to typewriter and all that stuff. Just, we'll give you a pass. Freak me out. Just to recap, the I said Evil Genius. It's on Netflix. Craig said uh, going, home, going home, which is also on Netflix. All three are on Netflix. And then uh, Roman said Disjointed, and that's it's a, a show. hilarious show. I hey. loved uh, uh, Dank and Dabby. Can, oh, okay, yeah. Can definitely. you tell us about that one little part that you? Oh, um, well, I actually brought me kind of home when the security guard is a veteran who just got back from Iraq, um, and Kathy Bates went up and was like, "If you need any medicine." Just let me know. And he's like, no, you know, I always go through all these things. And then I, I just tell myself I'm okay because I'm okay. And then I look over at her, and then I really don't want to do it. You know, of course, because it's making fun of the regular stoner pothead. Yeah, who was probably Dabby at that yeah, point. It was, yeah, it was Dabby. It was. <laughs> right. So then, you know, it goes into this little poem that he wrote. But I guess he didn't really write it, but it's going through his head, telling a story about IEDs and all different things going on in Iraq. And all the, throughout this whole entire theme, he's just telling himself he's fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's I've, an only, intense I've only scene. watched like two or three episodes. Is that so. the one? That, and I think I'm not trying not to give too much away, but does it kind of go into like a psychedelic cartoon? It does. It kind of goes yes. into a psychedelic yes. cartoon. Yeah, kind of like spoken word poem. Yeah, that was that was actually a really interesting because that was one of the earlier episodes, yep. and I was like. And it's this show that's really kind of slapstick humor. You know, yeah. they, they kind of I want to say very they much. Take, they take the easy jokes, but they're yeah. very funny. They're yeah, very they're very funny. And then when they lay that on you, you're like, oh. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's real. I love when they do that, though. I love when yes. shows can do that. Yeah, when you can take me from like kind of belly laughing to all of a sudden be like, "This is happening in the brains of our warriors." Yeah, like when Shelley Long left Cheers. 
It's exactly like that. Can you imagine what was going through Ted Danson's brain? <laughs> Sam Malone was a wreck. He was just like that guy who was next to IEDs in Iraq. Hey, we got a uh, we got a couple submissions from a Pitbull shirt says watch American Vandal and the Icarus, but uh, no. We're not going to listen to Pitbull shirt. And then uh, someone says, fire the soundboard guy. As he gets behind the soundboard, he's out. Oh, man. This, uh, well, we're talking about uh, psychedelics, a psychedelic uh, cartoon. Michael Pollan. Have you been hearing about Michael Pollan, who usually writes books about food and all this? He wrote a book about the psychedelics. What's Michael Pollan's new book, Intern Roman? Um, but he has been killing it on all of these interviews, and it's he's gaining such notoriety for psychedelics because he is not your typical psychedelic guy, and he's breaking it down to Diane Reem on NPR talking about his psychedelic. He's having a conversation with these people, a Gary Nessner-type conversation of finding common ground. It's called How to Change Your Mind, What the New Science of Psychedelics Teaches Us About Consciousness, Dying, Addiction, Depression, and Transcendence. I'm buying it tonight. Wow. I'm buying it as soon as the show's over. It and the, the stories he had from people, amazing. A woman who had never taken... Uh, psychedelics before was petrified of getting ovarian cancer again she had one psilocybin uh ceremony okay and the and it was very interesting because he said the uh the therapists they do very little to nothing they want to influence they give you set and setting Hmm. set and setting and And who made that famous timothy leary yes and so, thank you, God, you said that. I acted like I agreed. I didn't know. I'm sure it was one of those guys. Um, but they say, let the medicine heal. And everyone's worried about bad trips. He said they've had very little, if any. And they tell you beforehand, if you see a monster, you go up to the monster and you say, confront your evil. This lady had ovarian cancer, okay, and she was petrified of getting it back. She has this trip. She has the ability to enter into her own body and sees a black, churning, cold mass just sitting underneath her rib cage. And she goes, oh, that's not the cancer. That's fear. It was telling her it was all of her fear. So she walks up to it, grabs it out of herself, and screams, you will not effing be here for me. Fear, leave. When she came through, a new woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know how to expound on that. When when you meet people who have had these altered states of consciousness, who have expanded their consciousness, there is something where when you meet them, I had uh, my cousin kind of put this eloquently. He's like, not even not even so eloquently. He just said, "It's we have been to the same place. We have touched the same thing." And the language that we have come about, that, that we have made with man, whether it's English, whether it's Swahili, it doesn't matter. It's all insufficient in describing that experience, right? And so it's so hard to to uh, expound on the profundity of the psychedelic experience because it, it can't – words do not suffice. No. Joe Weezy's brother uh, – what's Joe Teddy. Yeah. Teddy. Teddy came up to me and he's like, uh, it's like grabbing ocean water. Or the sand from Trying the Trying to bring the ocean back home with and you. And bring it back to someone and be like, here, see what the ocean's like? 
here, you see that? And they're like, well, you, t- you got a handful. And it's like, oh, I wanted to bring more of it back. Sure. Oh. But I implore anyone, if you're interested in that, please check out well, that book. Do, yeah, it do, is healing. Do your research. There's a lot of people out there, you know, understand that that anything with the, with the right intention and the right set and setting yep. can be huge, can be can change your life, can be life changing. Um, you know, okay. I, I don't I don't go one way or the other. Let's talk about another event coming up real Wait, quick. You want to talk about Wayne real quick? Okay, good. Real quick. Because I, I, I know you got a story. Tomorrow at St. Simon's. Yes. The Knights of Columbus are putting on a washer tournament. They're yes, looking they for teams out there. If you go out there, uh, I think the registration's at 10 o'clock in the morning. What? They got some. Uh, I thought it was early. Some, like well, I'm, uh, that's what time I'm getting there. I don't know. Maybe it's 9. I better check on that. That's what time I have to be there. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, actually, I do believe it's 9 o'clock. 9 okay. o'clock, going out to St. Simon's. We've got a washer tournament. They're raising some money. And all of the funds are going to go to build facilities for uh, Special Olympics yeah. kids and everything. Yeah. So we're all going to come together, St. Simon's Parish, get out there, throw some washers, show your show your Hoosier. Fitness and, guru, uh, Wayne Wayne. Fitness guru. You go up there, you will know exactly who he is. He's the one that looks like Lance Armstrong. The bicycle man. He looks he, just like he rides a bicycle. Why didn't we mention Wayne when we were talking about Wayne earlier? We came back to him later in the we show. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we already mentioned him once, but we didn't mention the tournament. We're terrible at this radio thing, we're folks. To get on but guess St. what? St. Simon's Parish, there's a heck of a wash tournament tomorrow. Come I'll raise some money for the special events. I think I'll bring my family and stuff. Yeah, uh, sorry, honey. Come say hi to the Hoosier Sisky folks. Um, my beautiful wife. But, uh, okay, so me, my wife, and kids, right, we go up to Matilda Park on saturday and this kind of ties into the whole psychedelic thing so we go up to matilda park it's popping okay there's a a, an african-american birthday party going on i don't know we're all human right why do i even have to put labels on it but whatever there's bumping rap music with just the end you gotta disrespect bro thank you see and it's i'm just shut up no but we uh there's just bumping music, which I don't really care. I don't think there are bad words, really. I'm cool. My kids are dancing. We're all dancing. We're having a good time, whatever. So there's this weird older white gentleman, Peach, whatever. You know, got colors. Jesus. I'm colorblind, folks. So he's playing with the kids at the park, right? And I'm like, okay, I guess he's like, uh, you know, Uncle, Uncle Charlie's here or whatever, you know. That's terrifying. He's not with any person at the park, okay? And he looks at you, and one eye is like in looking right into your soul, and you're like, "What? Is, what's going on here, buddy?" <laughs> and uh, so he looks like a park nightmare, like what you would look at. It's someone being in the park who you're like, "That's the biggest nightmare alive." Keep your kids away from that yes. person. That's so great. we wanted to order some cybergs because we weren't too far from cybergs. Unofficial sponsor. So I go, do, I go down to the car order some cybergs i see this gentleman starting to approach my wife and kids and i'm like <laughs> this ought to be good so i go to the car and kind of just let he goes up to jen he's like tag and i'm touching craig right now real weird tag no he did not. yes and he's like you want to play tag his name's brad he's like my friends call me brad pitt <laughs> you know like making all these jokes so finally i meander back to the you're just letting yeah, your wife I'm be letting this molested. I'm seeing her just get more and more uncomfortable by the second. Like, okay, let me just scoot away from that. You know, nice. We're nice. Yeah. Hey, listen, the Elgins, going back generations, they were always the village runner. Yeah, I was gone. <laughs> they were the torchbearers running to the next village to tell that the village is on fire. So if he sees his wife and kids in danger, he's out of there. Yeah, I'm gone. I was, I was in the next blood. park over getting help there. Um, <laughs> 
So he's you know he's saying saying some weird stuff. Well, he ends up knowing the Sloss family. That's my step family. Okay, he was an old mason tender, which I used to be. So we used to do the same job tending masons. He worked for Randy, my stepdad. Okay, so we have all these connections. So, so this guy is a fully functioning adult. <sighs> Ish. Okay. Okay. Ish. Like you wouldn't want him maybe on the spectrum a little bit or I don't know. You no 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 okay. no. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He's just kind of a crazy man. Looks like someone okay. very into religion, come to find out here in a second, as far as, like, have you seen demons? Okay. Religion type. Oh, I love stumbling into people that ask yes. these types of So questions. he's like, you've never seen a demon be expelled from someone's body. And I'm like, oh, buddy, actually, I think I have. Coming back to the psychedelics thing, I have been there where people have purged, and I swear that's a demon you ever seen, coming out of them. If you've ever watched Game of Thrones, whenever she gives birth exactly. to the Yes, and it goes on the shore and does its little thing yeah. and kills King Renly Baratheon. Oh, no, no, no spoilers. If you're not caught up on season two, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, so he's – he's uh, my kids are on the swing right now. I'm pushing both of them back and forth. Jenny is still slowly backing away from the entire situation. She's like, I got to call Cybergs now to the car. I go. And I'm like, okay, I'll handle this guy. I love talking to people. So he's like – yeah, you've never seen a demon. I'm a born-again Christian or whatever. You're not born again. And I'm like, buddy, I don't know. I've been born I've been born again a couple times, I think. I've seen the psychedelic realm. So I was like, why are you able to tell me that you've seen demons, but then I can't tell you that I've seen demons? Let's get in that smoke wagon and see what happens. That's what I'm talking about. What? What's up with that? I guess is what I'm trying to say. We got two minutes left in the show. Let's break it down. Nobody has a better idea of what your demons are than you do, Steve. (laughs) That's perfect. And guess what? We'll discuss psychedelics a lot more on the uh, podcast. We'll lead right into that. Uh, We're not going to do the podcast tonight, but we'll have that up in a couple days. This will be up on Sunday, uh, podcast-wise. You want to run through them? Uh, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sponsors again. Guys, I want you to go out to LifetimeSTL.com. It's been raining. If you see the spots on your ceiling, yep. give the guys over at Lifetime STL a call. They'll come out. They'll give you a free estimate. They really do have your best interest at heart. They're locally owned since 2005. Um, I can't speak well enough about that whole outfit. The, people, the people that run the place, I'm, I love them. I love them like family, and I know that they don't have a bad bone in their body. They're just going to do what's fair. Roof, roof. That's their tagline. Sorry if I scared everyone. Um, but 314-800-0426. Just look them up online. They will take care of your animals okay while they're banging around on the roof and they usually get most roofs done in one day unless you have some crazy intricate roof but they were former insurance adjusters veteran owned i mean i can't say enough good things about them they help make this show work and we're trying to do good things so if you want to see good things the whole cycle go along let's do it also, in uh, the historic downtown Webster Groves, you got the James Carlton State Farm Agency. James is as good as they come in the business. The jump best. On, he is. He is the best. You I'll jump say on, it. Jump on Facebook. Jump on Google. Check out his five-star reviews. I'm putting the deal out there. I'll give you 50 cash out of my pocket if you can call him during business hours and get the voicemail. You can call him over there at 314-961-4800. Check him out at carltoninsurance.net. Give him a call. Let him give you a quote. Let him look at your insurance and make sure that you are sufficiently covered. James Carlton State Farm Agency in Webster Groves. He helps make it all happen. Guys, we had great interviews with Gary Nesner. John Payne was magnificent. And I could not love 
what we got going on here anymore. We're going to keep building on this show and be a different voice for St. Louis and help expand your consciousness. Keep talking, Craig. I'm trying to call that State Farm thing and get that 50 bucks. <laughs> it's not business hours. Hey, be well, you Hoosiers. Strange.